as we've begun our new year as Christians, our year of faith, so to speak. We're also wrapping up this past temporal year, and of course you'll start seeing all the new year resolution ads and all the focuses on what we're going to do to start the new year. Of course, always the big one is wait. Looking out at the crowd, looking at myself, I would agree, wait is an issue. Kind of disappointed with myself at least, because quite frankly, we're too thin. That's spiritually thin, of course. Spiritually thin. Our spiritual substance. If Christ were to come today, as he is in this Mass, if you were come to call us home, and if he had that winnowing fan, so to speak, he would just sift us. What would fall through and what would fade away? We need to be that spiritually weighty enough to fall easily through that fan, to fall easily, God willing, to heaven. That's the great plan that we need to do every year. So for myself, definitely, and all of us, we do have to challenge ourselves in how to gain some of that spiritual weight again this year. If we've had a good year, that's great. We need to build upon it, but we need to receive more spiritual mass in this mass in order to, to achieve our final goal, of course, which is heaven. And of course, starting off with the Holy Eucharist, the real substance, the real presence, is always our good first step. As an aside, I can't read souls, so I have no clue who's spiritually thin or fat, okay? But we do have to gain that weight. Well, some of the ways we can do that, of course, is listening to the great prophets, such as John the Baptist. John the Baptist, who speaks words that literally washes us clean. So whatever aspect of this Mass, this homily that, in a sense, kind of allows us to wash away anything that isn't bringing us closer to God, his church, and to each other, that's always a good first step. But John the Baptist also makes quite clear the difference between his words, his baptism, and what Christ is doing and what he's planning to do. Jesus Christ, his word, his baptism, literally brings us into contact with divine fire. A fire that kind of burns away anything that is inessential. Hopefully leaving behind real weight, real substance. That's the hope. So it's, in a sense, our kind of command to put on that spiritual weight is growing closer to him. You know, I'm not a metalsmith, but the concept of we try gold and fire to kind of purify it, to remove the, all those kind of impurities, to make it essentially gold, that's what we're looking at here. That's what Christ is trying to do in our lives every single day. One great scripture scholar notes about Jesus' baptism that his baptism doesn't only cleanse us, but it actually destroys, destroys what cannot coexist with that fire of God, with God's holiness, with God's love. That's the purpose of Christ's baptism, to, in a sense, destroy whatever is in our hearts that's preventing us from getting closer to God. Of course, Christ's baptism, of course, also not only destroys, but it implants in us that breath of God. What a great concept that our baptism, our first baptism, but every contact with Christ is, in a sense, another baptism that gives us more of that breath of God, the Ruah, the Spirit of God. When we come to Mass, in a sense, and receive Jesus to the best of our ability, in a sense, we're consuming Jesus, Jesus is consuming us, and we're adding that Mass right directly to our souls. But we also, in the great sacrament of confession, in a sense, also removing those harmful impurities, those attachments that kind of get attracted to that soul as well. We're kind of eliminating those kind of useless things that, in a sense, prevent us from being fully alive. And hopefully gives us that great capacity to receive more and more of the grace, the gifts, and fruits of the Holy Spirit that God actually wants us to have and use. 
As a good reminder, this coming Monday night, we have our penance service here at Our Lady of Mount Carmel. We have 14 priests coming, along with Our Lady priests as well, to assist us in this process. It's a wonderful way to grow in holiness and to get rid of all the stuff we've accumulated this past year. And hopefully, in a sense, our lungs became, become more capable of breathing that Holy Spirit, of receiving more and exhaling more. And since we get that endurance to go more deeply into our lives of faith, to endure more bravely the crosses, some of the sufferings that occasionally we're afflicted with, and occasionally even have extra strength, extra endurance to assist others in need, to assist them in their spiritual journeys, to help them maybe in carrying some of their crosses, assisting them in their burdens. That's what we're looking for, hopefully, in this coming year. The fact is that Jesus Christ, when he's threshing, when he's separating the wheat from the chaff, in a sense, he isn't doing this kind of, you know, randomly. In a sense, the grain, the chaff, kind of pass judgment on themselves. It, in a sense, they're acting according to what they are, according to their nature and weight. Chaff is weaker. It's literally picked up by the wind and carried off. It's only good, literally, for being burned. But that good, heavy grain, in a sense, withstands that wind. It falls easily through because of its weight, because of its substance. It falls back to the floor and becomes what it's supposed to be. If we experience in life sometimes, if we have what we call a fair-weather friend, when we need that friend in time of need, they're never there. They're blown away. Much of the way we'd, we meet that person with real substance, and sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not always good. But we know those people, they can literally throw their weight around. Their presence, in a sense, fills up the room. That's what we're seeing a lot. And hopefully, in our own way, we're gathering substance year after year. When we meet Jesus, if we're the good grain, in a sense, that, that fan, that winnowing fan, becomes an instrument of salvation. We're being gathered up into those eternal granaries, that place where we want to be. And that chaff, on the contrary, is caught up by the wind. It kind of demonstrates what it is. In a sense, it has no substance worth saving. There's nothing there. So if we're working this coming year, we truly want to include in those New Year's resolutions to include at least one spiritual goal that's going to allow us to grow in some spiritual substance in a sense, to gain that spiritual weight. And also reflect that we're truly substances worth saving. Maybe that's just one of our goals. At the ordination rite of priests and deacons, one of the things that happens early on in the rite is the question is asked whether we're worthy or not. But we don't answer that question. No one can truly answer that question. The representative, the priest representative, speaks on our behalf saying, yes, after inquiry among the people, this person is indeed worthy. That's a profound thing. Sometimes in our lives, we don't even think of ourselves as something worthy to be saved. Well, if you're doubting your worthiness, that's always the good first step to recognize that you have weight, substantial weight, the weight that Christ himself came down to save. And that's why we have this great feast day. That's why I'm wearing this rose vestment to recall that we can rejoice. God is here to tell us that we are worth something far more than we could ever imagine, that we are truly a precious substance. We hear that in that first reading. We hear that since the Lord has removed the judgment, that we have no further cause, no further misfortune to fear. God is here among us to tell us to rejoice that our fears can be left behind. He is coming. He is here. He is present. The realest thing in the universe is right over there and beyond this mass, on the altar and during this mass. We have to draw near to that, hopefully, in this coming year and allow the Lord, Jesus Christ himself, to burn away any of those fears that we have, to separate us from anything that's unholy, and to truly receive them with our best hearts and minds and souls. So in this Mass, let's come close to Christ. Let's truly leave behind any of our burdens, 
when we go forth from this Mass, we have something real to say to the world, that God is among us. So let us depart at the end of this Mass, announcing that gospel, Lord, that God is coming, he is here, he truly wants to be with us this coming year. Amen.